You're listening to What Devay Said About Music, the beard on the shoulder of Pirate Radio with your host, Bob Devay, your personal music pusher. So get high on his supply. And uh, I remember when I was in that little bitty radio station and I was playing all those rock and roll records? Well, that's what I'm doing right now. If you can visualize that, that's what all of us in radio do. Did you hear? 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 What do they said about music? I wake up every day feeling the same way. Gotta go to work and hurry home. Gotta go to work then hurry home. Gotta go to work and hurry home. Gotta go to work then Well, hello, my Davidians, and welcome to What Duvet Said About Music. I am your host, Robert Bob Duvet, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me in 2011, the first podcast of 2011. Really excited to get going. We're going to take this opportunity to focus on bands that I think are going to be making some noise in 2011. You should keep your ears open to, your eyes peeled for when they come to your town. Anyway, it's going to be a mix of a lot of different genres from all over the country, Really excited. We're going to have an interview with Year of the Tiger. That's Brooklyn's own Year of the Tiger out of New York City. Great band. I really, I heard a sampler, a Village Voice sampler of like music to look for in 2011. Their song just leapt out at me. So I contacted them. They were kind enough to talk with me. So I'm going to play that interview a little bit later in the show. We're going to hear a bunch of music from them too. In the background, we have JJ. JJ out of Sweden just released a I guess it's a free mixtape. Came out around uh, just before New Year's. Really cool. This is a reworking, I think, of Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z. The big hit in the last year. We're going to focus, keep our eyes peeled for 2011. Let's just stay on course here. I really want to take this opportunity to thank Shiaki Hinohara, who did the fabulous new What Do They Said About Music station ID at the beginning you heard there. He has the best pipes in internet podcasting, in my opinion. And I begged him to do my station ID. He was kind enough to do it. You can find Shiaki on iTunes or do a web search for Metal Moment Podcast. If you like hard rock and heavy metal, then you will love the Metal Moment. You will love Shiaki. He actually does it in English and in Japanese. And it just sounds cool. Japanese delivered in that voice just sounds impossibly cool. So thanks again, Shiaki, for that. And like I said, you're the tiger a little later in the show. We are going to play a wide cross-section of the musical landscape for you coming up. I have no idea in what order or where the show's going to go. That's how I like to do it. That's what I enjoy. What else can I tell you that's been going on? Oh, limping into this new year. But I might as well thank a few of our sponsors. We have Tom Shoes is staying with us. God love them. We have the musician's friend just signed on to be a sponsor of the WDS Network of Things. We have, as always, Audible.com and uh, Mac Mall. So that's not bad. 
I'm getting the blog together, people. It's uh, I'm switching from Blogger to WordPress, and it's a bit of a challenge for me because I am uh, I'm inept. I guess that would be the word I would use to describe me. But uh, what are you going to do? Maybe I'll learn a little something in the process. So the blog should be up and running over the next couple of weeks. I'm just going to take time and pills and uh, do it at my own pace. I'm going to try not to keep any more pressure on my already racked psyche. But uh, this, this show ought to make, make, make me feel better, I think. I love listening to music. Let me give you some numbers, some addresses that you can reach us at. As always, you can call us at what Duve said, 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. Do give us a call. Let us know what you think of the show, what you like to hear, what you hate. You can even say you hate me. It won't do much good because I'll still keep doing this, but sometimes it's nice to know people are listening out there. So we got a lot of great calls last year. Let's keep that up. And then um, you can always reach us at www.whatduvaysaid.com. That is going to be the link to the blog. It's going to eventually connect to the new blog. So right now you'll see the old blog. It's kind of uh, in a state of transition, as I said. So look for that and find us on iTunes. Search for What Duvet Said. It's a free podcast. We have the music podcast as well as my partner Jason and I do a, oh, I don't know. It's a little bit of a variety show. So uh, both are kicking off this week. This is the first new podcast, as I mentioned, of 2011. And then Jason and I are going to be doing ours a little bit later in the week. So those will both be up and we'll be coming at you twice a week for the rest of your lives. So there you go. All right. So let's get into some music. Who should I play? You know what? I'm going to play the Smith & Westerns. Smith & Westerns have a new record that's due to come out, I think, in like a week or something like that. I got an advanced copy of it. Love the record. I think it sounds great. It's produced phenomenally. So we'll start with them. I'll play another couple of songs. I'll tell you who, they, who it was. I'll give you all the stats. I know people like stats these days. So helps them, you know, orient themselves in the world. Anyway, I, I'm prattling on. So let me uh, prattle off. Play a little Smith and Westerns, and away we go.
Well, there you go. That was a triple shot to kick us off on this 2011 surveillance of the musical landscape. All right, so who do we have there? We led off with Smith & Westerns on Fat Possum Records. They are a band out of Chicago. I had a chance to see them. They opened up for Girls last year. And I think I, I caught like about half of their set. I remember liking them a lot and then kind of forgot about them. But then uh, all the, the buzz bin has been generating a lot of hype around them and their new release. So that look for that one. That should be coming out in a couple, uh, couple of weeks. It's called the Dyed Blonde or something like that. And then we had Tennis, and that's a husband and wife duo. They're not playing mixed doubles. They are a duo, Tennis. And they're out of the East Coast. That's a good tune. I kind of like that song. It's called Baltimore. They have a record coming out. I think it's coming out this week. Maybe uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. That's when records are usually released. So uh, Tennis, it's another anticipated release. So look for them. They're touring as well. They're going to be in San Francisco at the bottom of the hill in February. As well as this band, Yuck. And their song, Georgia, that you heard there. Yuck has kind of a definite My Bloody Valentine, shoegazy feel. Really good sounding uh, record from what I've heard. I've heard the EP and a few loose cuts here and there. And I really like the way that band sounds. They're good. I think they're mostly from the UK. They are touring with Smith & Westerns. And they are also going to be playing San Francisco at the bottom of the hill. Touring together in February. So that's... a. Uh, Definitely one to check out if you are local, if you're here in the Bay Area. And that, that means they're going to be all over this great land of ours. So you can look for them. So that was Smith Westerns, Tennis, Into Yuck. And there you go, a triple shot. We are known for our triple shots here. All right, so more music. Let's do more music. Where can we go in this great land of ours? You know, I am going to play a little uh, something I heard. This guy's called Vondel Park. And I believe he is British, and not much is about. There's not much out there about this guy. So I like the tune a lot. And I was reading in New Music Express, a British paper, they were talking about the the, the acts to look for, and uh, a few of them found their way into my list because I, I really liked what I heard. And uh, I like to get to them before they get to you because it makes me seem like I am actually like brokering some very useful information to you all. So let's play a little Vondel Park. And the song is going to be called Jet, Bla Jet Lag Blue Version. So we're going to play that. Then we're going to go into uh, Minder. Minder, I believe she is out of New York City. I know she's kind of uh, affiliated with the Mark Ronson camp in his latest record that came out. She's on that. But uh, I see she's touring with somebody God, who is it? Coming through here, playing the Fox Theater, opening up for somebody. Can't quite recall. I'll look for that. Anyway, Minder is another uh, interesting artist to look for. And then uh, I'll talk at you some more. We'll just do a double shot. I don't want to, like, got to keep you off guard. Then you get used to the triple shot, and then you're going to demand more. And it's going to be quintuple shots. And it's just, when will it end? It escalates. It's like a you know, mutually assured destruction sort of thing. God, what am I talking about? Nothing has changed apparently in 2011. I am still going on endlessly, needlessly. So let's play a little Vondel Park, and that ought to take the edge off. 
Chromio, that's who Minder's playing with. Chromio at the Fox Theater in Oakland. So there you go. I think got a little bit of a, a dance dance thing going on. We'll keep that. We'll keep that 
Essence, and we're going to play Twin Sister. Twin Sister, another band that is releasing a new record this year. And from what I can tell, Pitchfork seems very, uh, very big on them. I like, I like their sound a lot. The singer does go in and out of uh, a tune, but I think that's kind of her thing, and it doesn't bug, really. So I am going to play you a song called All Around and Away We Go. All Around and Away We Go. Keep that dance sensibility working. And then maybe it would be a good time to um, maybe shift gears a little bit. We'll shift, we'll shift some gears. How's that? All right. If this show was like a car, we would be shifting right now. We're probably in third gear. I don't know. We'll either go down to second or up to fourth. And I think that's as many gears as this show has right now. So, all right. Twin sister coming at you.
song can I identify with that song? That's I Don't Belong by Off. Off is a kind of a punk rock super group. It features Keith Morris of, oh God, original singer for Black Flag. Then he's Circle Jerks, long time. He put together his kick-ass band. And as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I cannot for the life of me remember who the hell is in it. Who would be in Off? Let's find out. Ah, the internet. Here we go. It's Keith Morris, that's right. Oh, it's Steve McDonald on bass. You hear that? Yeah. Sounds a lot like Black Flag, doesn't it? Wow. Crazy. Well, there you go. That's a song called Darkness. I'm on their website right now. They have uh, Steve McDonald from Red Cross playing bass. Dimitri Coates from The Burning Brides. I think he's playing the guitar, maybe drums, I'm not sure which. And then we have Mario Rubalacaba from Earthless, Hot Snakes, Rocket from the Crypt, all really great San Diego bands. So there you go. Look for them to be touring a lot. They release like four EPs, a collection of four EPs, and it sounds like red hot in that 1985 way I remember when I was young and would run into a slam pit without worrying about getting my nose broke. Now, unfortunately, I worry about getting my nose broke. But what are you going to do? A little older and wiser, perhaps. Okay, so since we, we, we definitely went into fourth gear, clearly there. So let's keep it there. I'm going to play a, a song by a band called Trap Them. Trap Them is uh, hard. They're hard hitting. Kind of a little bit on the hard rock metal side. And then we'll play, God, what else do I have in that vein? I'm going to go from Trap Them into a surprise track. Oh, we love surprises here at What Do They Said About Music. Remember, you can call us 415-937-0445 or write to us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. That's whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. And in about, oh, let's say 20 minutes, we are going to go to our You're the Tiger interview so get yourselves a snack, get ready, get yourself nice and cozy, listen to that one, and uh, here we go.
Okay, so the mystery song was the So So Glows out of New York City. Sound a lot to me like The Clash, I guess. That's why it was kind of in keeping with the punk rock sort of triple shot that we had going on there. So there you go. The So So Glows, look for them to have a new record out too, I believe. I think it's been a while for them. And uh, I just see them moving up the, the food chain, playing bigger and better gigs. So I look for them to be making a rustle. That's right, a rustle in 2011. All right, so uh, where can we go from here? Let us play a couple of songs by couples of female singer-songwriters out of Nashville that I think are really interesting, uh, really big on Tristan, really big on Natalie Prass. Both uh, Tristan, I know, has a record coming out soon. She probably has some EPs out on American Myth Recordings right now. Um, Nashville's, Nashville is just hopping. There's a lot of great music, and it isn't all just your, your basic country music that you think of. Um, so I'm going to do a show in the future on the state of Nashville. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, we'll play Natalie Prass as well. And then we're going to get into our much hyped about, much talked Year of the Tiger interview. Very excited for that. I think you guys are going to really like them. So without further ado, a Nashville double shot. And then we'll get into some Year of the Tiger. So behave.
Welcome back to hour two of What Duvet Said About Music. As always, I'm Robert Bob Duvet, and thank you for sticking with me the first hour, playing all kinds of stuff that I think you're going to be interested in in 2011. I hope you enjoy it so far. All right, up next is the part that I've really been looking forward to. I was able to sit down with a great band out of Brooklyn, New York. They're called Year of the Tiger, and I came across them by way of a music sampler and their song Rocket just jumped out at me and I was uh, compelled to track them down and to demand answers. So here we are. 
and I have the interview for you. I was done over iChat about a week ago, and so there are a few little you know glitches there, and but mostly you'll be able to hear everything I think really clearly. And uh, we really had a nice conversation. They're all very very cool, uh, sharp, and interesting. People. So let me tell you who we sat down with. We sat down with Sable Young. She is the vocalist. And then Henry Ivory, who is the uh, producer. I guess he's really the kind of the man behind the curtain, putting together their sound, uh, synthesizers, all the triggers and the beats that you hear. And the newest addition to the band is Kevin Simon, who's a guitar player. And he recently joined the band... You'll hear more about how he came to be involved, but the three of them really, really have a great sound, and I look forward to hearing a lot from them in the new year. They have an EP coming out, I believe, in two weeks' time, uh, January 25th, around there, and it's going to be available if you go to Year of the Tiger on Bandcamp. You can get it there. Uh, I'd imagine just do a, a Google search for them. They also have a MySpace page, Year of the Tiger, MySpace, and also... Uh, just do a Google search. They come up. So uh, You're the Tiger. It's definitely a band to look forward to. I hope you enjoy the interview. We're going to play some music. I'm going to play Rocket, the, f- the song that first got me interested in them. And then we'll play the interview. And I hope you enjoy it. We're a Year of the Tiger from Brooklyn, New York. And you're listening to what Looking at 
I'm really happy to have you guys on on the show here, and I want you to know that a lot of people in Denmark are going to be listening to this. So you know, just know that for whatever reason, we're big in Denmark. Let's get into maybe how the band came about. Um, a little bit of history. I know, like Kevin, you just joined recently. I'm guessing from what I'm reading. So why don't you give a little history about how um, you guys started playing and then yeah. how uh, everything came about. Um, Sable and I have, have uh, been good friends, best friends since college. So uh, we were like neighbors and we live right next to each other. And we both listen to the same music and go out to parties and, and dance and dance the same stuff. And there just wasn't a whole lot of good stuff that, that we could hear or listen to that much. Um, and then we always wanted to do a project together because I knew she sang well and, and had a unique voice. So then finally, uh, we both became unemployed at the same time. We were like, well, fuck it. Like, well, it's, if not now, then when? So so we started, and uh, we just wanted to make like this really rocky music that was sort of a mix between rock and people could dance to it and then go back and listen to it later and still be interested and kind of just cover all the base of awesomeness and fun. Yeah. I mean, we just wanted to create stuff that we could party to, so, yeah. Yeah. And also, and I think it's it's important that, like, you know, especially when you're really stressed out and it's kind of a shitty economic time, that you have music that you can kind of just let go and dance to and, and not feel as serious about it, but enjoy. And then, so Kevin, when did you start playing with them? Uh, I joined the band, I think, um... Uh, late summer so i moved up here um in at the end of june and um i was kind of you know hanging out uh me and henry we were freelance composers for like television and commercials um so i started working at the same place that he was working like one of the studios that we freelance um at not to end the sentence in a preposition, <laughs> where we freelance. Um, and uh, so we started writing together as writing partners and whatnot, just hanging out a lot. And then one day, uh, we've been thinking about adding a guitarist to our band. And he's like, are you interested? And uh, to tell you the truth, at first I was a little bit timid, like, you know, because guitar is kind of a secondary instrument, or definitely it is. But, uh, you know, we worked at it. I got my sound together, practiced a lot, and we just sort of made it happen. So I think uh, the first show I played was in August. And then we played, I don't know, what, like almost 20 shows since then? Wow. Played, yeah. A lot, actually. Well, yeah. that was, like, busy. Yeah, yeah so, was really busy. Yeah, so I'm October. still, you know, relatively new. But they finally know all the music. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you can fake it well. <laughs> so, Henry, was there guitar parts already written in the music or was it like a different sound than what I'm hearing now with, with the songs? Well, everything in the recording is, is what was originally created, what, what okay. I originally did from before. So. so were you playing the guitar at that point for those songs? Yeah, yeah. For, for the recordings, I'm, I'm playing. They're, they're, they're like ridiculously easy. I mean, that's kind of the point. They're kind of ridiculously easy and, and noisy and um, it's like so, a lot of balls, though, which I like. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty heavy riffs, which... Yeah. Um, in fact, as far as, you know, it having a dance quality, 
to my ears, I mean, it's got a lot of, I don't know, there's like a punk rock sensibility to it. I mean, definitely with the vocals, as far as how confident and, I don't know, sassy, probably a terrible word, but um, there's just a lot of... Uh, <laughs> There's just a lot of, you know, kind of grit behind it. <laughs> so is that kind of the aesthetic of, of yeah, I mean, You're the Tiger? Start out like the very first. Okay. <laughs> the very first demos we did were quite different than what we're doing. I think we're moving, we're definitely moving now in like a more punk, kind of punkier direction, uh-huh. which, I mean, it sort of evolved from a like our show experience experiences, like what really gets a crowd going are like definitely the rock songs. And I personally really like performing those better. And I, I just like those songs better, so that's probably why they sound better. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, what are we talking about? That be something? Yeah, the aesthetic. Oh, oh yeah. I think, it's, I think it's definitely... It's not as like hardcore as punk, I don't think. I would, no. I would never... Like if someone was like, hey, what kind of music do you do? I would say punk. I mean... Yeah, I think I think um, I think it 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 has um, elements of and in in my, my production, I, I really was looking for like that kind of um, like a little bit electro clash. I think I think it's I, I was heavily influenced like peaches and okay. that kind of stuff because it's it's sort of got the punk like I don't really give a fuck, but, but also I'm I'm a big believer in in pop structure like I'm a, I really like the pop song form and I think it's kind of pop music has really gone awry over time and and I think there's a lot of valuable quality to it that you can kind of mix the, the I don't give a fuck of punk and, and the the great quality of, of songwriting you kind of together and get a cool song I would say that there are definitely a lot of the songs are anthemic you know they've got a, a, a big chorus or a big hook and uh, it, it is, I, I definitely get that pop sensibility for sure. I mean, I, I'm not saying, the production definitely isn't punk rock because I've heard a lot of shitty sounding uh, punk rock bands and you guys are definitely not in that category. <laughs> in fact, let me, let me just, some of the things that I heard when I was listening to you guys, and I'm curious if any of this rings any bells or, or touchstones or whatever, but definitely I hear a bit of the yeah, yeah, yeahs in um, maybe the minimalism and and also some of uh, the vocal approaches, that confident sort of, you know, brazen vocal approach. Um, what I, I wrote that, you know, Elastica from, you know, the kind of 90s, Britpop band. Um, I, I just, it's something about the guitar sound a little bit. And then... Um, Sleigh bells is that is that a little too close coming since they're also out of, out of Brooklyn? I mean, but there's a little bit of that in the structure of the heavy guitars and uh, that sort of electro clash feel. And then I got a bit of MIA. MIA. I'm describing you guys like a wine, I guess. You know, like just like a a hint of MIA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, like initially we would get tons of sleigh bell comparisons. But I think mostly it has to do with the fact that, you know, when we started out, we're a boy-girl duo. We do electro rock, and it's got that, you know, kind of distorted, just really, like, rocky sound that's, like, really raw. And 
love sleigh bells. Um, I had heard of them before we even started the band, so I like I'd be lying if I said they weren't an influence in one way or another. But ultimately, we're not. I mean, we didn't go into this thinking like we want to do what they do. Yeah. We don't. We want to. I mean, okay, if we could get people to kind of like I've seen footage of their live shows and it's insane. If we could do that, that would be amazing. But um, yeah, like we're not like competing with them or anything like that. <laughs> um, as for yeah, yeah, I I've always loved Chico. I think she's like when it comes to front women, really there aren't many who beat her out. So she's like she's way up there, and all we can do is you know try to <laughs> try to get her just a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the sleigh bells thing happens a lot, um, probably because um, yeah. I, I, I think it's the girl, the girl guy duo from Brooklyn, both kind of doing um, crunchy, you know, underproduced music, not not underproduced, but, but similar values maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I, I think I think they're much more about. They, I, they also sound a lot more um, hip hop sort of mixed meets goth, I think, and and we're our our. I mean, I'm not trying to say that that's what they're trying to do, but I'm just, in my in my that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. And, and when when I was doing Year of the Tiger and and doing some of the you know the production work and, and when I was listening for influences, you know, I would go to mostly the Yeah Yeahs over over Sleigh Bells and Peaches. And I think maybe the Peaches meets Yeah Yeahs kind of has a similar Sleigh Bells feel. So I think that's kind of how it how it how it mapped out. But I love the play show.
it all at, at your place. I mean, it sounds like it was done in a studio. How do you record? How do you guys go about recording that stuff? Because I mean, I was impressed with the quality of it all. I mean, we, we sort of turned Henry's bedroom into this makeshift <laughs> recording room. <laughs> and, um, you know, you just set up a mic stand and a mic, and you'd be, like, right outside the door on his computer, on digital performer or Ableton. Um, it was really weird. Yeah, it and, was, yeah. yeah. Henry's roommate, I'm sure, was very annoying, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Okay. I'll live. Yeah. We, we, it was very, I mean, it's, like, like it's pretty much the most basic basic setup. It was just like a condenser mic and my bedroom. And I think I even had a, I think I even put my mattresses up against the wall at some point so we could <laughs> lessen the room sound. But but mostly it was just when you're, when you're close mic, you know, it's really just the vocals that, that are recorded live. So as long as we close mic, it sounds awesome. And then, uh, and for the EP, um, it's actually, I think we, we went a little more lo-fi because we thought Maybe on the demo it sounded a little too crisp and clean on her vocals, and so so we went with a much like a dynamic mic like this one. So um, in the new year, we have that coming out at the end of January. What what kind of plans? Plans to tour? Big festivals? You want to try and get hooked up onto South by Southwest? Where can people find you in this great land of ours? <laughs> well, they can come to New York City. <laughs> that would be number one. Yeah, we usually play around New York, Manhattan, Brooklyn. We're really gunning for South by Southwest. Um, and I think, like, hopefully we can do some different East Coast cities. Yeah. All days around. Definitely. Yeah. Philly, Boston, Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Although we'd love to play the West Coast. I would, oh, I would love to play San Francisco. Well, we'd love to make it happen, actually. I, I guess this is an interesting question. Um, how do you, how does a band make those inroads and start playing, you know, beyond your city, beyond, you know, the kind of confines of the eastern seaboard? Kevin, I'm guessing you've toured a little bit. You said you went to yeah. Europe. Kevin, you can feel this. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the first thing is, like, kind of uh, pimping, like, the internet. But then, uh, most of the, the groups that I've toured uh, state-wise or internationally, whether, whatever, it's like, you know, there's some sort of backing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, right now, uh, I'm fairly new to this project, you know, and maybe not the most aware of what's going on at any time. Uh, but I think it, we just need a little bit more backing to make that happen. You know, like, um, be, you know, someone to help us book these shows and get guarantees and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's a risk. Like, once you leave your home base, you know, not only are you paying out of pocket to travel, especially if you don't have the proper backing, but you're also running the risk of paying out of pocket and traveling and playing to no one and then, like, keep moving and moving and moving. Like, um, sadly, a lot of my colleagues do, like, the whole, like, Let's just go and fucking tour for the love of it. And then, you know, they're broke down in a piece of shit van, like, in Milwaukee or, like, an hour outside. And they're wondering where they're going to sleep and eat. Like, um, luckily, I don't have any horrible tour stories because I was born with a strong, like, 
hate, hate unaffected scorn for scoring. <laughs> so like to get me out of this shit has to be fucking I got sleep in a bed. Like there's gotta be still air and heating wherever the fuck I go. Like you know, so I don't know. I mean, I kind of like these guys, so maybe I might be interested in like really it out. Maybe possibly, but you know, like we just have to do a few more things. Think you know, plan a few more things. But it's like you know, music's good. We're getting a good response from everybody who sees us and who's been to like you know giving us a shot. So basically, all, all we really need is a shot. But you know, you gotta take, take risks too. So like with all this shit I said about hating, you know, not you know, being taken care of. I mean, maybe we should just take that risk. But you know, I'm not buying a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's a legitimate concern. Is this your first time kind of tapping the West Coast? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. I think so. Like, your contact us are usually from, like, across the pond in, like, the UK or Europe. That's not a bad thing, um, right? Generally. No, no way. We'd love to do the tour there. Yeah. We'd definitely do, like, a European tour before a U.S. tour. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I from what I hear, the, the audiences out there are really like open and cool to you know a lot of the the bands. I don't know if the same is always true, like when they come over to America, but not a bad place to start, probably. Yeah, you're definitely right. I was actually uh, just over there in May doing a short run tour with um, Tanya Morgan and the Bodega Brothers, like two hip hop acts, one based out of here in Brooklyn, Tanya Morgan, and then the Bodegas are based out of Atlanta and Dallas. And uh, we did a, a tour overseas and it was just absolutely phenomenal. It's like, you know, they're just so, so open to anything and just really just ready for whatever sounds good. So we really thinking about getting there soon again, like in the future. So I guess the question would be, uh, do, do you find that to be different from the New York scene currently? Is it more, uh, you know, a lot more, uh, I don't know, less well, open? Yeah. Um, I actually just moved here. These two are natives. I, I moved here uh, the summer of 2010, so I've been here a little over six months. And I've played quite shows. And I, I played up here before, but yeah, it's it's definitely like a cold, closed claw, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. Uh, just because, um, I don't know, like here you really have to be co-signed by someone for people to even really think you're good. I mean, it's like you could play a show for the same audience as an unknown act, or you could have like, you know, a lot of blog buzz from Pitchfork or Gorilla versus Bear, OK Player, or whoever put the fuck on. And then it's like, it went from here to here. Can uh -huh. we say fuck? Or... <laughs> you can say whatever you like. We can they fuck? Yes, absolutely. Oh, All right, cool. good. All right, that's good. Yeah, I definitely noticed right. that there's um, a really sort of apathetic, apathetic or apathetic about show going in New York City. And I guess I chalk it up to that there's so many shows, there's so many options of like stuff to do at night because New York mm -hmm. City is such a nightlife destination that A, it's difficult to get people to come out to your event and then B, when they do come, they're kind of like timid or, I don't know. There's, there's, a, there's a definite disconnect between, you know, a show going experience between the audience and the performers. Yeah, I, I think we all noticed that for whatever reason, there's there's actually a literal disconnect in that they're like 20 feet away from you. Like people don't like to come up to the stage in New York. I don't know why that. Well, it's 
happens in San Francisco, so it, it is what it is. We're, we're talking over like 3,000 miles. Think about that. That's phenomenal. That is cool. the future, you guys. <laughs> I read somewhere that licensing was, I think you mentioned it, Henry, in an interview that licensing is important and working both in, you know, I guess you guys work in commercials and stuff like that. How necessary do you think is that for an up-and-coming band nowadays? I mean, I think licensing is um, album sales or whatever. So, like, everyone gives it away for free anyway. But, um, so, yeah, licensing is, is crucial. So if we can get an auto, you know, some sort of sweet commercial spot, you know, that would definitely give us the funds to tour and, and the reach. The reach. Like, I, I, think, I think what's important about commercials is that you can reach because people hear it everywhere, if it's national or international. And to do get paid um, over time and a pretty significant amount of money. So you got both funding and reach. All at once. I mean, so to all the people who are like, oh, you sell out, like, you know, that's so buy my, buy my album. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Go on rapid share, and then we'll talk about yeah. selling it out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a moot point nowadays because I don't see the climate as being the same as it was ten, fifteen years ago when you know the grunge aesthetic of you know you have all this integrity, whatever that meant. I mean, it is about getting the music heard. And if nobody hears your music, then you're just going to be, you know, the in, in, the person with the most integrity playing, you know, in your small hometown. So it yeah. seems like a silly argument to me. It always kind of did. I want to thank you guys for, for taking the time. I'm going to um, kick it over to myself as I continue my show. <laughs> I got a staff of one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks a bunch, you guys, and uh, I, I look forward to hearing more from you guys in 2011. I know it's going to be a big year for you guys because you got you got your shit together, and it's it's it comes across in the recording, and uh, it, it comes across as people. You guys have your heads on, you know what you, you have your eye on the prize. So, best of luck to you guys.
that was Year of the Tiger, and that was my interview with Year of the Tiger. So I hope you enjoyed it. Really great band. Like I said, they are out of Brooklyn, New York. Do look for them in the new year. Go to their MySpace page. It's Year of the Tiger, MySpace.com. They also have a Facebook page. They're also on Last FM if you put in Year of the Tiger. And you can get uh, a listen to those songs. They're all posted up on their sites. And look for their EP to be coming out uh, in two weeks' time on Bandcamp. And that'll have, I believe, a couple of songs that I played. I played Rocket to start us off. And then I played a song that I really like called Heart of Steel. And the last one was called White Flag. So there you go. They will definitely keep you dancing. And uh, they'll make you think a little bit too. Isn't that great? All right, well, let's get back to playing some more music from the coming year. As if I can go into the future and play music from the coming year. No, I'm just playing bands that I know have stuff coming out in the coming year. Or that are being talked about with interest. So then you can all decide for yourselves whether it's something you like or not. Anywho, so let's get back to it. I am going to play a couple of bands. I'll play one band called True Wid Widow. I like them. They're out of Dallas, Texas. They got a kind of moody thing going. Speaking of moody, I'm going to play Grouper. Every year I say Grouper is going to be great. Just because I've seen her play live and she's out of Portland, Oregon, just such a arty show, and just, I don't know, maybe it's because I've seen her in some museums and art galleries where just the setting was perfect, but I like it. It's really meditative, good to put on if you're going to be, uh, you know, kind of like trying to relax yourself to sleep, or if you're going to hike through some sort of haunted wood. So we'll go True Widow, we'll do Grouper, and then uh, we'll play some more songs. The Grouper song is actually on a 7-inch that just came out the end of this year. I believe the song I'm gonna play is called Hold. And the True Widow, I'm gonna play the first song off their album. That album actually came out, I think, a year or two ago. So they're due for a new one. And uh, I like this band a lot. They were getting a lot of play over at Aquarius Records here in San Francisco. That's how I got turned on to them. And I'm gonna put the, the uh, list of everything I've played up on the blog so you guys will know what it was and links to bands and all that good stuff. So, there you go. Robert Bob Duvet, your rock and roll valet.
I hope you found that meditative. Alright, so, uh, we got about, oh, I don't know, 10 more minutes. I can get a few more songs in here. Let's play something by a band called Fixers. And then we're going to play something by The Soft Moon. And we're going to play, lastly, something by another New York City band by the name of Behavior. So that's going to be the final triple shot of this supersized two-hour edition of What Duvet Said About Music. Thanks for joining me, folks.